0: Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Brewers, brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network, where we talk about your favorite teams every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Also, please make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown Brewers and subscribe to the Lockdown Brewers podcast wherever you get your podcast. Uh, on today's episode, we'll be recapping games over the weekend. Oh, it's another. Good a weekend for the Brewers with a sweep over the Pirates, but an interesting sweep uh, that I want to dive into a little bit more. Um, we'll also go over some news that happened over the weekend and preview the upcoming series against the Reds. Before we do that, let me tell you about the Locked On MLB podcast Join walking baseball encyclopedia Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, every day on Locked On MLB for a unique look at the majors, both present and past, featuring exciting guest interviews, routine check-ins from the Locked On MLB Network's team of local experts, and insightful analysis of the day's biggest stories. Locked On MLB is the single best source for daily baseball talk. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. Just a reminder: I was on Locked On MLB last week, talking with uh, the Brewers uh, with Soli. So if you haven't checked that out, make sure that you go back and do so. But we're talking Brewers baseball here, and what a <laughs> what a couple of weeks, um, really three weeks now for the Brewers. Uh, this tweet came from Mike Vasalo 13 on Twitter. It said the Brewers are 17 and four in their last 21 games, including 14 and two. In the in those last 16 and nine and one their last 10 games, currently on a four-game winning streak. Prior to this stretch, the team was a season low two games under 500 at 21 and 23, and they are now a season high 11 games over 500 at 38 and 27. So, Brewers been playing some really good baseball. I mean, me and Benny talked about it a couple weeks ago. This stretch that they're coming through in June, uh, I mean, it's really right for them to make a big run like they have and credit to them you know they've been getting it done I mean you can't I mean you just you play the schedule that you're given you know good or bad you know Brewers didn't make the schedule uh, I mean to, to be fair it's a pretty light schedule they have going right now and they're taking advantage and they're winning the games they're supposed to and that's what winning teams do and that's how uh, you make the postseason every year and that's how uh, you know you, you build that that chemistry, that, uh, success. So, you know, props to them, Uh, been getting it done. Unfortunately, so have the Chicago Cubs. I think they have like the third best record over that stretch of games that Mike pointed out. So even after that run, those two teams remain tied atop the division uh, at 38 and 27. But what they have done is given themselves a little bit of a cushion over some of the other teams in the division. Right now, the Reds are in third place at five games back. Um, And the Cardinals, who have really struggled here lately, are six games back and they're a game under 500. So, uh, again, you know, we talked about it coming into this month. I felt like it was a really great opportunity for the Brewers to pick up some uh, fairly easy wins and to give themselves uh, some cushion in the standings. Uh, in their record, and they've done exactly that. They did, they've done exactly what they were supposed to do. So huge credit to Craig Council and the team for getting it done, winning these games that they should win, uh, and, again, just padding their, their record, building some separation between them and some other contenders in the division. Uh, now now they just need the Cubs to, to go on a losing streak and hopefully sell off some some pieces and start looking for the, the future uh, like like we were kind of expecting them to do. Um, now getting into some of the roster news from over the weekend. No surprise here, Travis Shaw was moved to the 60-day IL and likely won't be back until mid to late August. Really don't, really unfortunate for Shaw, uh, but I wouldn't be counting on him for much the rest of this year. Um, so really hate that for him was having a good start to the season in Milwaukee. He was kind of fading before he got hurt, but still I thought he was a huge part of this team. Uh, if anything, you know, at least was a huge boost to the locker room. Um, Tyrone Taylor was placed on the 10-day IL with a hurt shoulder um, that he just hurt, you know, playing catch. Uh, nothing crazy going on there, but uh, he'll be on the IL for a little bit. Um, some good news, Colton Wong could be back this week. Craig Council said the team is aiming for him to be ready for their upcoming road trip to Colorado. Uh, Certainly that will be huge. You know, the offense seems to be getting going a little bit, uh, albeit against, you know, some weaker competition. But to add Wong to that mix, uh, again, I think we could really see this offense start to build some confidence like me and Vinny have talked about uh, and get on a roll here. So having him back at the top of that order will just be great, again, with the other guys that are are starting to pick things up here. Uh, Tim Lopes was recalled from Nashville to fill Tyrone Taylor's spot on the roster. Uh, so he'll play kind of similar similar role as Jace Peterson, somebody who can play all over the field. Um, you know, get some spot starts here and there when needed. So Tim Lopes back up replacing Tyrone Taylor on the roster. Uh, and then the Brewers made it a little trade over the weekend. They traded for relief pitcher right-handed pitcher Hunter Strickland. Uh, gave up some cash for him. This is Strickland's third team of the year already. Uh, going from Tampa Bay to the Los Angeles Angels, and now to Milwaukee. Uh, most of you are probably very familiar with Hunter Strickland. Uh, kind of made a name for himself back in the days with San Francisco. Uh, big arm, always had really big stuff. Uh, I don't think he ever quite developed into the um, dominant reliever that many expected him to be. He really struggled with the long ball uh, a lot when he uh, did get touched up, even with the Giants. Um but, yeah, really bounced around a lot this year. I mean, again, he's just one of those arms that, you know, they have big stuff. If they can ever put it together, I mean, they could be a, a really dominant back of the, the bullpen arm, and I'm, I'm sure that's what the Brewers are hoping, that they can kind of fix him and get him back to what he's been and what you know they think he's capable of. So a uh, low-risk move here for the Brewers. You know, we've talked about it, the fact they need to go out and, and find another arm um, for those you know, kind of garbage innings when you're either up by a lot or down by a lot, I think Strickland could potentially fill that role. Uh, but if he you know lives up to his stuff, his potential, you know, he could become even more than that for the Brewers if they can unlock that talent there. So again, low risk uh, trade move there. Uh, certainly like it. He was not good when he went to the Angels uh, with the Angels bullpen problems that they've had. Although they're on a hot streak right now as well. You know, But for the Angels to, to cut him, <laughs> that kind of tells you uh, where Strickland is at in his career right now. But hopefully the Brewers can get him back on track. And then I failed to mention this on Friday's podcast, but the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers threw a combined no-hitter last Thursday. So shout-outs to them getting that done. I know we're kind of numb to the no-hitter at the Major League level this year, but pretty impressive stuff there from the Brewers' high-A affiliate. We'll take a quick break and then we'll get into the recap from the weekend games. Before we do that, let me tell you about Wealthfront. Decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every year. In fact, only 1% of day traders beat the market. The odds are not in your favor if you're doing it alone. Team up with Wealthfront instead. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified low cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes no manual trades no picking stocks no watching the stock market every day they automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you control wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest wealthfront is trusted with over 20 billion dollars of assets and you can get your first five thousand dollars managed for free by going to wealthfront.com locked on mlb Again, to get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash MLB. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash MLB to start growing your savings today. So let's go back over the weekend's worth of games. Again, a big sweep over the Pirates, but they kind of got it done in unusual fashion. They had to come from behind in, in every single one of these games. And the, the starting pitching for the Brewers really wasn't dominant. Um, I mean, they were good for the most part, uh, but not exactly the dominant pitching performance you would expect when you have Woodruff and Burns going. Um, for Woodruff, I mean, seven innings, four hits, two earned, but only four strikeouts. I mean, again, a really you know great start, seven innings, two earned. You'll take that each time out, but only four strikeouts. Um, you know, we've talked about in the past before, this Pirates team is uh, kind of a, a pesky team. They're going to, they're going to work the counts. They're going to put the ball in play. Um, so, uh, I mean, you kind of expect that. But, again, really great start from from Woodruff, just not quite the dominant start maybe that you would have expected going against a, a Pirates team. Um, but, again, you'll take seven innings and, and two earn, like I said, every time out. For Burns, it was kind of a series of unfortunate events to start the game on Saturday. Uh, tried to kick a ball up the middle. I really don't know what he was doing or what he was sneaking there. If he lets it go through, it's probably a double play, and he most likely only gives up one run in that inning. You know, if that, Uh, instead he gives up, you know, three in that inning, and then in the uh, start the second inning, he gives up a bloop triple, a ball that uh, just found some grass in 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 front of Jace Peterson. Peterson dives for it, and it bounces past him, and runner makes it all the way to third. Uh, he comes around to score on a, actually a, another triple, uh, but Burns is able to strand him there at third, uh, but gives up those four runs. Uh, he gives up, uh, he ends up going only just four innings through 92 pitches, uh, gave up nine hits and three walks. Um, again, gave up four runs, only three of them earned because of his error, uh, but did strike out eight. So again, he had the you know strikeout working again, helped him get out of that second inning jam when he had to run around third with, with nobody out. Um, so again, just kind of a, a rough, unusual start there for Burns. Again, kind of a kind of self-inflicted, I thought, uh, especially in those first couple of innings. Um, and then Hauser on Sunday, uh, five and two thirds, seven hits, no walks, which is huge for him. Uh, only two earned runs, and again, only two strikeouts. This Pirates team, uh, you know, puts the ball in play. Um, but I thought it was a, again a good start. For Hauser, I mean, he gave up seven hits, which you kind of expect with him. You know, a lot of balls are uh, going to find holes, but he was able to limit the damage and not have that big inning, like we talk about all the time with him. Uh, but the no walks, I mean, that's huge. You, you, com- you combine those hits with a couple of walks in there, and it's probably a much different outing for him. Uh, so that was very, very key for him. Uh, but again, just kind of a, a weird weekend. I mean, not the most dominant of performances from your starters. Some really good ones, especially from Woodruff and, and Hauser. Um, but I mean, if you would have, you know, if you would told me that Burns was only going to go four innings and that Woodruff was only going to strike out four batters, you know, I'd have told you the Brewers might have been in trouble over the weekend. And honestly, they were. Like I said, they had to come back in, in all of these games. Um, I thought the defense was really good. Uh, especially Urias and Adamas there at the left side of the infield, and Arias when he moved over to second. Again, I think he's been much better defensively getting him out of that shortstop spot. I, I think he's been really good at third, Ambo's second base. Um, but Adamus, you know, great play running back on a ball, on uh, a pop, on a bloop that, you know, could have dropped in. He had, took a great route on it. Uh, really great play on a ball up the middle of the ninth inning, I think, of uh, Saturday's game and spun and th- make a, a strong throw to first to get him out. So uh, I thought the defense was, was really good in this one. I think the defense has been you know really great for a while now since they've made the, the switch to Adamas. I think that's really shored up everything on the defensive side. And, again, if Arias continues to play like he has been at, at third when Wong comes back with Wong at second, I mean, this this defense is going to just continue to get even better. Um, and, and I thought the... You know, switching over to the offensive side a little bit here, I thought they took advantage of the Pirates' bullpen. I know the Pirates' bullpen has been pretty good for the most part this year, but uh, the Brewers really exposed them over the weekend. Again, a lot of these comebacks coming against that that Pirates' bullpen, uh, so that was really huge for them. On the flip side, the bullpen for the Brewers was outstanding, only gave up two, two earned runs all weekend. Uh, That came in kind of a blowout game on Friday. Holby Milner gave up up a two-run homer. Uh, But other than that, the bullpen was lights out all weekend, so that was certainly great to see. Uh, Josh Hader did have to pitch in all three games, which was kind of surprising to me, especially on the Sunday's game. Since it was a three-run game, um, I I thought maybe Council would give somebody else a shot to to finish that one out um, and give Hader some rest, especially with the, the stretch of games the Brewers have upcoming um but he didn't uh hater hater came in there to finish things off and uh, got the win i mean i'm certainly not hating on the move um you know you never know when you're going to have opportunities to win a game but with it being a three-run lead i thought maybe there was the opportunity to, for somebody else to come in and close it out but i think that kind of speaks to what we've been talking about the fact that there's just not a lot of arms out there right now that you trust beyond. You know Hader and Boxberger and Williams, uh, which Devin Williams had a good, good outing on Sunday as well. Um, yeah, I just don't think there's a lot of arms that Craig Council trusts coming out of that bullpen. Even though you know I talked about how good the bullpen was over the weekend, um, I just you know to not have somebody else that you can depend on in a three-run game against the Pirates to come out and get the save. I mean that that was kind of telling to me uh, what what council's um feelings are about this bullpen and really what i what my feelings are what i've been saying about this bullpen for a while now so i mean that's three straight days for hater i gotta think that he's going to be unavailable on monday against the reds uh again all all of them were were three run leads um so i i don't know i kind of question that a little bit but at the same time you got a chance to go for the win you know, bring in your, your best guy and get it done. And that's where the home run, again, it's the only two runs that the bullpen gave up over the weekend. But that home run that Hobie Milner gave up on fr- on Friday was kind of huge because um, that forced Hader to come in and close that one out. You know, otherwise, you know, you would have only had to close out two games over the weekend. So, uh, again, it's the only two runs the bullpen gave up. So you hate to really complain about it, but it did force Hader into the game. And council ended up having to use him three days in a row. Um, On the offensive side, you know there really wasn't one particular player that stood out to me over the weekend, uh, which is you know a good thing in a lot of ways uh, because everybody's kind of pitching in and getting getting it done. Uh, I thought Yellich had some big hits over the weekend, including an RBI single to give the Brewers the lead on Friday with the bases loaded, snuck one through the infield there. he also had a sack fly later in the series. The Brewers played a little bit of small ball in this one. You saw a squeeze play uh, with Woodruff uh, on Friday. They uh, Got a run in. That was big. Uh, then the sack fly I just mentioned with Yelich. Um, had a double to start the inning. JBJ moved him over. And then Yelich brought him in. So I, I certainly love seeing that. Um, the other thing is is that balls were just finding holes. I mean, I talked about the hit from Yelich, which kind of snuck through. Uh, The shift there, Narvaez had a hit that snuck through the shift. I mean, we've talked about how unlucky the Brewers hitters have been a lot this year. I think we saw a lot of that luck kind of go the other way this weekend. Not that the Brewers didn't hit the ball well or anything, but, I mean, that's just, you know, things are going to level out in baseball uh, over time. That's why you play 162 games. And I thought this was was kind of that, that balance coming back a little bit for the Brewers finding so many holes over the weekend and getting some big hits and big moments. Um, So I thought that was huge for them, good for the offense. Like I said, um, you know, things were kind of spread around. Not any one particular player kind of stood out to me on the offensive side, everybody kind of pitching in uh, to to put up the runs that they did. Um, And they scored, you know, at least five runs in each of these games. And as we've talked about in the past, that's usually going going to be plenty for this pitching staff. Uh, So offense getting it done uh, over the weekend against the Pirates, getting a huge sweep. Um, Again, kind of uh, unconventional the way you would have thought. It wasn't necessarily uh, a dominating performance from the Brewers. They had to come back in each of these games. But in the end, they won fairly easily, uh, even though Ader had to be used in all three games. We'll take another break, and then we'll come back and quickly talk about the upcoming series with the Reds. Before we do that, let me tell you about our friends at Built Bar. This show is also brought to you by Built Bar. If you're looking for a fantastic tasting protein bar, then look no further. Built Bar has a ton of flavors and a wide variety of flavors at that. It's not just your regular chocolate, chocolate chip fudge, or cookies and cream. Have a bunch of different flavors from coconut to almond toffee to mint. Obviously, they have the peanut butter fudge or the dark dark chocolate raspberry. There's a ton of really interesting, really cool flavors that you don't normally get in protein bars, something that's going to give you a very unique taste, something that tastes good, and they're not hard as a rock like a lot of other protein bars out there. has a soft, chewy middle that's very easy to get down. They're very good, very tasty, and they're great for you. Most of them only have about five net carbs, so you can take them before a workout, after a workout, as a meal replacement in the morning, or just have them for a snack like they are for me. You can eat them anytime. can't tell you enough how good they are, especially for a protein bar. Go to BuiltBar.com today and try a bunch of different flavors to figure out which ones are your favorites. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off your next order. Just go to BuiltBar.com today and use the promo code LOCKEDON15. There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, and that's BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. you got the NBA and NHL seasons in the postseason right now, and obviously you have the Major League Baseball season in full swing, so there's plenty of games out there to choose from. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action, and don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So the Brewers have another series against the Reds. Um, Brewers won the series last week, and they're going to get a lot of the same pitchers in this one. you are going to get uh, Gutierrez again, who was who really good against the Brewers um, last week. He got the lone win in that series for the Reds, going seven innings, giving up just two earned runs. Um, so you will see him on Monday against Eric Lauer. Uh, then you'll see Luis Castillo again, um, who also w- was really good for the Reds, um, had that rain delay in that game, although he came back out for that one uh, when Freddy Peralta didn't. Uh, but Castillo gave up three earned over five and two thirds on just one hit with seven strikeouts. Um, so again, that'll be a tough matchup. He'll go up against Brett Anderson. Uh, and then in the finale of that series, the Brewers will go up against Luke Maley, uh, who was... Kind of a breakout pitcher in some ways this year. I mean, he's been really good in the past, but it's uh, kind of stepped it up. This year has a 3.56 ERA in 68 and a third innings with 78 strikeouts. Uh, so he's been really good. I don't believe the Brewers have faced him uh, this year. So it uh, be an interesting matchup for them. See how they handle the new and improved Luke Maley. And he'll be going up against Freddie Peralta. Again, His his start got cut short last time because of rain uh, so looking forward to see him get back out there and dominating and going deep again i think this will be another difficult series for the brewers we talked about it last time you know anytime you go into a series and you're not getting woodruff or burns uh, i think it could be a tough series for the brewers especially with the way the reds offense can um, break out at any moment um, so again it be a tough one but one that the brewers can certainly win wouldn't surprise me um, but we'll see how they do. Hopefully they can get to Gutierrez this time. Uh, hopefully Lauer or Anderson, um, or hopefully both of them, but at least one of them uh, will give you a good quality start. Uh, and then I think that pitching matchup on Wednesday will be very good between Maley and Peralta. But that'll do it for this episode of Lockdown Brewers. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Brewers and follow me at ShortstopBall. Also, make sure you subscribe to the Lockdown Brewers podcast wherever you get your podcast, and we'll talk to you next time. You are Locked On Brewers. Your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast as